0: Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. Oh, my goodness. I want to talk about this topic for. I, what I'd love to call, I know I'm not the only one that says, but call them middle managers. I want to talk about navigating the layers for middle managers when it comes to getting leadership approval. Middle management is often like into being stuck in the middle because you're not at the top tier of leadership level, nor are you at, at the base. And most of the time, we're talking about those who have direct reports, but I also have a layer or two or three above me that I have to report to with multiple leaders above who require their involvement when it comes to decision-making processes. This can often time get complicated, and that's probably the nice word that um, some of you want to use, <laughs> but sometimes it is just downright frustrating. However, Successful mental management isn't just a possibility, listeners. It's attainable with the right strategies. Here's how to navigate those multiple layers of leadership approval and communicate effectively with your direct reports. Because oftentimes that's where we get stuck. I I have leaders above me several layers sometimes, plus I have my direct reports. I want to give you some tools and some tips and some techniques for you to use to help you navigate that a little bit better. The first thing I want you to think about is understand each leader's expectations. Begin by gaining a comprehensive understanding of each leader's priorities, communication preferences, and that person's decision-making criteria. I know what you're already saying, Mary, how do I do that? Here's something you can do. Schedule one-on-one meetings so that you understand what their expectations are. Recognize that each leader may have different focuses and priorities. You will want to adapt your communication style accordingly. If you don't know or you're not super familiar with DISC, that is a process that we use here at Turning Point so that we can help people understand their communication styles, and get an insight about the communication styles of, of their peers and leaders and team members, okay? First thing I want you to think about, understand each leader's expectation. And when you want to book that one-on-one, think that's what you're going there. Say, listen, I want to make sure that I have a good understanding of your priorities, your communication preferences, and what your decision-making criteria is. If you have someone on your leadership team that you have to report to, and they are they <laughs> they are see on the disk. Guess what? They they want a lot of details, and they're going to come back and ask you a lot of questions. If you have a d personality on there, oftentimes because I'm a D, I just I just need five bullet points. Just get to the gist of it. But you need to have a good understanding. If you have an I, they're going to want to have some great conversations about it and get a little bit more of your feelings behind that. Um, an S is someone that likes things steady. They don't like a lot of change. So you may have to do a little bit more convincing with that person. Think about what their expectation is. Consider booking the one-on-one. Second thing I want you to think about, create clear communication channels. Establish a streamlined system of communication that allows for efficient flow of information, both up and down the chain. When you're having the one-on-one or if you get, you know, all your leaders together, you may have one to say, I just want to be updated when the project is completed. That's great. That may not work for another leader. You're going to have to understand what those check-in points are that maybe they're asking for, as well as what are you and your team really looking to do. Don't ask me to give you an update every day if that doesn't make sense to do that. But you want to establish a streamlined system of communication that allows that flow both up and downstream. Okay, use digital tools that provide real-time updates and allow for easy documentation. There's a software that I've used and that one of my uh, projects love to use as well. It's called Basecamp. I do not get paid by Basecamp for anything. If it's Google Docs, whatever the digital tool is, that may help you and the team be able to take the information is there. You may also want to provide it in a regular update. Speaking of that, regularly update all stakeholders and help reduce the chances of those last-minute surprises. Nope. Hey, if you didn't get a chance, please check whatever the software is we just added in the updates for the week. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's, here's the software we're going to use. We'll make sure it's updated by 3 o'clock every Thursday, and you're going to send a reminder out on Friday at noon. Hey, be sure and check Basecamp. We have a few updates, and maybe it's in these three or four bullet points. Number three, let's talk about prioritizing transparency. Being transparent about the approval process can reduce frustration for your team and yourself. Clearly communicate the reasons behind the need for multiple approvals. That can be extremely important. Why do I need to have five people approve this versus one or two? You need to understand the why. And here's Here's the funny thing. Oftentimes when there are multiple layers in an organization of leadership, most of the time that top level is like, why is this coming to me? How do I know that? Because I often hear that from top leaders. I don't know why they keep bringing this to me. They've already approved it. I don't need to approve it as well. Hint, when you have those one-on-ones, you need to find, do you need to approve things like this? You may get a no. note. How that, <laughs> that could speed up your process. Clearly communicate the reasons and the needs for multiple approvals. And whatever that information is, you may want to share that with your team as well. Highlight the benefits of the process, such as increased scrutiny leading to better decision making. We want their eyes to look at this, you know, every week so that in eight weeks or six weeks when we're done with the project or where we've completed our task for the project, we don't have a lot of backtracking to do. There needs to be a purpose behind this. Number four, I want you to think about developing your diplomacy skills. Being diplomatic can help you navigate different opinions and priorities of the multiple leaders above you. We may not be able to change that overnight, but your aim needs to be win-win solutions. Okay, This is something we teach often when we talk about actively listen and validate each leader's perspective Even if you don't agree, the first step in that is active listening, active listening. And if you've ever had an active listening workshop, it just doesn't mean you sat there listening, took notes. It's mean you're also having a conversation with them about it, validating their perspective, validating and making sure that you understood what they were sharing with you. Okay. Even if you don't agree with them. Okay. Let's get to number five. Keep your direct reports in the loop. Regularly update your team about where a project stands in the approval process. Okay. Whether it's you looking at hosting weekly or bi weekly check ins to share the updates, but you want to keep your direct reports in the loop at all times and being as transparent as you can without breaking any confidentiality you may have with upper leadership. Okay. Provide context. If there's a delay, you need to be able to explain the reason behind it. Let me pause there for a second. If you can't explain the reason to your team, in your own words, about why an approval process is being delayed, why there's a snag or a holdup in it, then you need to go back to your leadership team and ask them for a little bit more details. And you need to, it's okay to say, you know what, you all, I want to share this with the team, so I want to make sure I understand this correctly. That goes back to your active listening as well. You can recap. Get clarification so that you can share that same information with your team and make sure that you're not sharing too much or make sure you're not sharing too little. Okay. Here's, here's what I have for number six for you. Foster empathy and patience. Okay, Help your team understand the complexities of having multiple leaders involved. There are going to be things that are out of your hands and you cannot make a change, okay? Share stories or examples that illustrate the challenges and how they as a team can overcome them, okay? You also wanna encourage an open dialogue where team members can share their concerns. Whether you're in a Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company or what we call the small business market where you may have 10 or 1,000 employees, doesn't matter you want to make sure that you take the time and foster empathy and patience number seven empower your team even with multiple approvals that are required find areas where your direct reports can take charge and make decisions okay what are they empowered to do and if you're not sure take that to your leadership team here's some things i'm thinking of to empower the team to be able to do do we have any challenges in this area or any restrictions because you want to be able to delegate responsibilities that don't require top level approvals. There's an interesting fact that came to me one time, I won't even name drop (laughs) the the hardware store, but there's a hardware store out there that if you ask, you know, you know, can you give me 10% off of this, you will often get that. They're empowered to give you 10%. Ten percent. I remember um, taking one of our our soon to be young fabulous lawyers here in Kansas City out one time, and and we were doing some shopping. And I remember just asking, it's like, you know, are there any additional discounts that, that I'm missing? Something else you want to throw on top of this? And they did, whether it was five percent or fifteen percent because they were empowered to do so. They did not have to go to upper management. Think about how you can empower your team. And then once you've done that, celebrate the wins and give credit where credit is due, okay? I've got a few more for you, hang in there with me. Number eight, I wanted to talk to you about encouraging feedback. Keep an open door for your direct reports to voice concerns or suggest improvements. Sometimes as leaders, we get so bogged down with the actions that we have to take, the actions and the activities we have to get all these things done, and we've got, you know, 5,000 reports, that we don't pause long enough to ask our director, I need some feedback. Let me know if you have some concerns or suggest some improvements. Okay, You need to be able to create a safe space where they feel their opinions are valued. Periodically, you want to solicit feedback on the communication process, team assist working for everyone. And you're not going to be able to satisfy everyone, but, you you know, do a democratic vote. Okay. How many of us vote for email? How many of us would prefer text messages? You know, whatever that is, you want to get their feedback. The beauty of getting feedback means you get to increase buy-in. Okay. You get to increase buy-in and with that, that takes us to number nine. When we talk about be the bridge, Serve as a reliable link between senior leaders and your team. Advocate for your team's needs and ideas. And you won't have that unless you're communicating with your team. And you want your team to trust you as much as you need to trust your team members. Translate senior leadership's goals and directions into actionable tasks for your team. If leadership gives you a task and in your head you can't fathom how your team could accomplish that or what's the end game, you know, what's really the result they want for this, you need to go back to the leadership team and get clarity because your role then is to be able to translate the leadership goals and directions into actionable tasks for your team. The last one that I have for you, I want to talk about continuous improvement. Always look for ways to refine the approval and communication process. Always. Whether you think we've been doing the same thing for, you know, eight years and we have it perfected. No, you don't. Always look for ways to refine the process. Okay, Collaborate with leadership to see if certain processes can be streamlined. Encourage leaders to provide timely feedback to expedite processes. Just because it's a top priority for you and your team doesn't mean it is for the second or third layer of leaders, right? So you have to time-bound leaders as well. It's okay to say, hey, I'm going to send this to you on Thursday. I'd love to have an update by noon on Friday because I'm presenting this to the team meeting at three o'clock on Monday. Do you see how I did that? I just don't time-bound them, but I give them a little bit of reason behind that. I'm going to send this to you on Monday or Tuesday. I'd love to have this back by noon on Friday. That way, if I have any questions, we can have a conversation. And I'm going to present this to my team at our team meeting, three o'clock on Monday. See how that works? (laughs) All right, listen, you've had 10 really, really good tips. Really good tips. In conclusion of all this, navigating the maze of multiple approvals, In middle management, you all, and I know it can be daunting, but with the right strategies and clear communication, it is possible to excel. By understanding and respecting the complexities of your position and by fostering open communication with both your superiors and direct reports, you can ensure that everyone is aligned, informed, and working towards shared goals. All right, listen, let me wrap this up for us. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast on mastering the art of middle management and multiple layers of leadership above you. We truly believe that with the right strategies and clear communication, you can navigate those intricate layers of leadership with confidence and success. If you found our insights valuable, Don't forget to connect with us on social media for more tips, tools, and discussions. Plus, we have exciting live training sessions every Week, So take a look at our websites. You can see what's coming up. It is perfect for those that are eager to dive deeper or if you're new or looking to enhance your leadership expertise, we're eager to engage with you, hear your thoughts and support you in your leadership journey. Until next time, I'm Mary Ricketts. Stay empowered and keep leading with excellence. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.